Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Have you ever found yourself starting to fall into a neediness loop? Perhaps there's a girl that you're on a date with, or a girl that you've been dating for a while, and she doesn't respond how you want her to, to something. And so you feel a little bit invalidated, so you try to ask her for more validation, and she doesn't give it to you, at least not enough. And so you ask again, you feel compelled to push for more validation, and the more you press, the more she doesn't want to give it to you, and the more she doesn't want to give it to you, the more you feel compelled to press for more validation, and it cycles up and up and up until you have this big fight, or she's like, I can't stand to be around you. This is a validation loop. It's a neediness loop. And most guys have had this happen before. Odds are you've done this at least once in your life. But for some men, this is a habit that we fall into over and over and over again. Today, I'm not going to tell you a band-aid solution about just how you should better respond in these situations. Instead, what I want to do is I want to go into... The, the actual cause behind neediness and what compels us, what puts us in that position in the first place and what you can do, any guys who struggle with neediness loops, what they can do to never feel the need to push women for validation again. Keep watching to find out. Not many of you know this about me, but I used to struggle a lot with neediness in my early relationships. And the worst thing about neediness is you, you can see it happening. You can feel it happening. You know, I'd be with my girlfriend at the time and, you know, I would say, did you enjoy going out to dinner with me? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and I think, what do you mean? Yeah. Was it okay? Was it, was it not good enough? Was it something you, you, you would rather have done? And she'd say, no, it was fine. And I'd, I'd like, what do you mean fine? And I could feel this starting to rise in me, this need to push her to give me more feedback on this date, like to tell me it was good. Cause so, so I could feel like I had done something properly. So I could feel good about myself. And I'd, I could feel these feelings come up in me. It's like a dragon awakening. And I'd, I'd want to push more and more. And the more I'd push, of course, the more she'd shut down and recoil. Cause it's, you do, no one likes being needled to give feedback they don't want to give. And so I would push and push and she'd recoil and recoil. And, and, and this would happen a lot in my relationships. And of course, women would, it would, it would create relationships where I constantly felt like the women in my life wanted to get away from me. Because they did, because I was driving them away with constantly trying to make them behave a certain way around me to make me feel validated as a man. And, and it's terrible because you can see it happening. I could see it happening. And I felt a lot of shame around it because I, I, I felt like, oh, what, why am I being such a pussy here? Why am I, I can't help it. And I'm like, don't send that message, Damien. Don't send that message. Ding, send. Oh, God damn it. And that's how it is with neediness. We know it's happening. We can see it happening. And yet, even though we can do that, we still follow through. So interestingly, I didn't discover the cause of my neediness. And in fact, neediness in general, until I was working on a completely different part of my life. See, I spent a lot of time trying to work on developing my self-esteem and my masculine sexuality. Um, and I spent a lot of time working on it. And one of the big lessons that I learned was that 
Our sense of self-confidence actually comes from our sense of how much control we have over our environment. And so people who feel like they've got a lot of control over the world around them have a high self-esteem. People who feel like they have a low amount of control over their environment have a low self-esteem. So a quick test, a litmus test for you. Think about a time when you felt really great about your life, really confident. How much control did you feel you had over your world? And think about a time when you felt you had, when you had really low self-confidence, when you felt really low, right? And how much control did you feel you had over your life then? So the conundrum here is that in reality, the truth is you have very little control over your environment. You can't, you can get great at attracting women, but you can't make women like you. You know, you can get great at job interviews, but you can't make the interviewer like you. You know, there is so much that you can't control. You know, there's so much randomness and chance and good and bad luck at play in your life that it is very easy to fall into the trap of feeling like you have very little control over your world. So how do we work on this? Well, I learned that the way to, the, what, what shapes how much control we feel over, we, we have over our lives is, yes, it is to some degree shaped by how much control we really have. But on the whole, for most men, it's the same. It's the same across the board. We don't have someone locking us in a cage every night. You know, we don't have uh, someone lording over us trying to control our actions like we did when we were kids. We're mostly quite autonomous as grown men. And so the key is instead to focus on things that we do have control over. Because the more we focus over the things that we can control, the greater is going to be our sense of control over our lives. So I started to do this. I started to change what I focused on. I started to focus on only the things that I could control. And it was incredible because once I started to do that, I stopped needing validation from women. So why was this? What, what was this all about? Why did, why did changing what I focused on affect my neediness around women? Well, as it so happens, when we focus on the things we can control, what do we end up focusing on? Well, we focus on things that we're in control of. We focus on things that are based solely on what we do and not based on what other people do. See, for example, what a lot of guys do, what every guy does who's in a neediness trap, like I was, is we focus on other people's responses to us, external stimuli, to tell us that we deserve to feel good about ourselves. That's essentially what we do. So we're focusing on all the things we don't have control over. So... You know, if I want to feel, if a girl smiles at me, I deserve to feel good about myself. If the girl I like doesn't smile at me, I don't deserve to feel good about myself. If someone comments at work that I've lost weight, I deserve to feel good. If someone at gym comments that I'm looking like I've put on muscle, I deserve to feel good. All of my measurements or the majority of my measurements are things that I can't control. So I'm constantly going through life trying to pull reinforcement out of people or reinforcement out of situations to allow me to feel good about myself because all of my self-esteem is externally validated. And that means that I'm constantly feeling like I, I have to grab things from the world around me and push people to give me compliments and make me feel good about myself because otherwise I'm trapped. I can't feel good about myself because I'm only focused on the way people respond to me. When you shift that, you start to focus on things like, I feel good about myself because I have eaten the right food every single day for a whole week. I, d I feel good about myself. I deserve to feel good about myself because 
I push really hard at gym. I pushed a breaking point every time I went to gym. I deserve to feel good about myself because I worked really hard today and I didn't give in to procrastination, even though I felt like it at 2 a.m. 2 p.m. after lunch. When we start focusing on those things, the things that we do, that we deserve to feel good about, because the truth is you do lots of things in a day that you deserve to feel good about, but you're not focusing on them. And so when you change, start to change that focus, you get your self-esteem from the things you're in complete control of. That AKA not other people. So all your self-esteem becomes internally, not externally generated. So you can't watch this video and just go, ah, Damien, that makes perfect sense. I'm going to start focusing on internally generated feedback to feel good about myself. So my self-esteem will be internal. Won't happen. You will not watch this video and tomorrow have all needed to go away. Sorry, won't happen like that. What you do need to do is you need to start working on it. You can drastically reduce your neediness in a month. So how do you go about that? Well, it's a matter of brain training because your brain has patterns and your brain's patterns are really hard to break. You know, we're very habitual animals. It's like quitting smoking. It's like doing anything like that. It's hard to change your behaviors. So you've got to constantly, constantly be working at your brain, be working at your habits to break them. So what I suggest you do is I suggest you, first of all, you spend one week And in that week, what you're going to do is at the end of every single day, you're just going to look at your day and ask, when did I look to other people for for positive reinforcement? Did I ask friends? Did I ask people at work, hey, did you like my presentation? You know, did I ask the girl that I went on a date with, hey, did you enjoy that date? Like, when today did I look for reinforcement from other people externally? And then you ask yourself, when today could I, do I deserve to feel good about myself for things I did? So what did I do today that I deserve to feel good about? And you start to do that at the end of every single day. That's the first thing you do. It's just this thing you do before you go to bed. Even better if you write it down. Like, don't just think about it. Like, write it down. There's there's great power in writing things down, committing them to writing rather than just thinking them through. Then after the first week and the second week, what you do is you keep a clicker. Uh, 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 well, it doesn't have to be a physical clicker. It could be a number counter on your phone. And what you do is, the idea is that every time you do something that you deserve to feel good about, you increase that number counter by one. Every time you do something internally that you deserve to feel good about. So you're starting to train your brain to focus and pay attention to the things you do that you deserve to feel good about. So you're starting to shift your focus away from externally generated feedback to internally generated feedback. And what happens is that after a week of doing this, if you get better and better, the first day you may only catch yourself once or twice. Second day, once or twice. Third day, two or three times. But after a while, you know, after one, two, three weeks of this, you'll find that you're consistently picking out things you do that you're in complete control of that you're like, yeah, I deserve to feel good about this. I just went to gym. I feel pumped. I feel really good about myself. So what happens is that after three or four weeks, you're going to notice a massive shift not just in your neediness, because that's going to reduce, because you're not going to care nearly so much about feedback from other people. And look, um, we're always going to like feedback from other people. Don't get me wrong. That doesn't go away. But it's not your self-esteem isn't hinged on it. It's just like a, a nice little bonus. It's like a cherry on the top of a good life when other people give you positive feedback. So you're going to notice that. But even more than that, you're going to notice a massive uptick in your overall sense of wellness and, and self-confidence. And your feeling about how much control you have on your life is going to go up dramatically. Without anything having to change, you're going to feel better about your life. So, 
I'm guessing most of you have never tried this before. I'd love you to try it. In fact, I'd love to set you a challenge. Try this. Try this. Let me know you're going to give it a go in the comments below. And then, and then write in the comments below after a week, how do you feel already just after one week of doing this? Because guys, this made a massive impact in my life. And I make sure that all my clients do it as well. Because neediness will kill you. It will kill you not just in relationships. It will kill you with your friendships. It will kill you with your work um, relationships as well. Because neediness isn't limited to women. We just tend to exhibit neediness the most around women because women can be such a powerful source of positive reinforcement. So we tend to look for them and then we're the most needy around them. But boy, oh boy, do we look for reinforcement everywhere if we're in that loop. So if you like this video, don't forget to give me a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel. Uh, so you don't miss out on any of my future videos. I'm Damien. Let me know how you go with these exercises in the comments below. And I look forward to seeing you in my future videos. That's it. And thank you for watching today's podcast. As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.